What's good, everybody? It's the Low Key Sports Crew coming back with another video. It's been a second. It's been a very hot second, but it is finals time. We are like what two hours away from tip off, two or three hours yeah. away from tip off, and we got Boston and Golden State, and we gonna be discussing plans for the for the series, uh, predictions, you know, all that. So, you know, anybody want to start? At first, well, you know what? Let's first of all let's talk, let's talk about the last series with uh, Golden State and Dallas first. So, was everything that happened expected? Like, do y'all believe like everything went how everybody expected it to? Uh, I'll go real quick. Um, I think so. Yeah, because we all know what Luca. We all expect what Luca is going to be in every series. He struggled in a closeout game. He wasn't shooting that well, but, like, I think maybe fatigue got to him because he had a seven-game series and then a six-game series before that. But uh, Golden State just shows, like, how pedigree, championship pedigree they are with uh, – with even though, even though Wiggins was the primary defender, we saw, like, Porter go at him, Green go at him, Thompson go at him. Like, the wing depth of Golden State is ridiculous, and they – they did so well to make sure Steph was never on Luca that you got to get credit to them. And well, well, uh, we talked about this when we got in the game after game three, how Kleber and Bullock shot 0 for 15 combined. And that just shows if you're going to beat a championship team, you need everybody. You can't just have a superstar like Luka Doncic and just think, yeah, we're going to beat him because he's going to get us 40 and we don't need anything else. But, uh, yeah, I think um, I just want to hear how you guys feel too. But I think this just shows like you need consistency with Luca if you're going to compete because like we know Denver is going to come back, Memphis is going to be better. It's not just going to be going to state. Clippers is going to get healthy. Like it's going to be a lot more teams you have to go through besides going to state to get to the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. Like far as you know, Luca, the Luca standpoint, like it's got to be tiring to be the sole, sole point of the offense. Like, Golden State did a really good job of, like, funneling everything to Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney did an amazing job down there on the, in the post as well, you know, on both sides of the ball. Like, they were even talking about if Steph Curry didn't get it, he was close second getting that, that Magic Johnson award. That's how good he was playing. Like, that, I don't know. That's how, that's another thing too about Dallas. They 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 really need a solidified big. You don't even need like a big name, but just somebody down there that has some type of presence. Because having Dwight Powell just tipping the ball at on the jump ball and then subbing out four minutes later and going small the whole game is not. That's not very you know productive, especially like in half court sets. That's most likely ran in the playoffs. But yeah, like you said, like Reggie Bullock having over whatever shooting games, Maxi Cleaver shooting twenty six percent from three, Davis Berton shooting twenty one percent from three from the series, like that that's not it's not gonna get you anywhere, especially in the playoffs where you need it the most. And yeah, yeah it's all season gonna look really interesting for Dallas. They they obviously know where where their weaknesses are. I feel like everybody season now like you need somebody that helps Luca out to give to take the pressure off him and somebody down there to help you know help the bigs serve like that but 
as far as Golden State, they get that extra rest. I feel like, well, before they going into this, I already knew that it was going to be kind of quick, like five games. So, yeah, they did what they were supposed to do. Got that extra rest, you know, with Boston and Miami going to seven. So, yeah, they were refreshed for this finals. So, we'll see how it goes. That's it. That's a good uh, point. I forgot about Looney. But yeah, go ahead, Rob. Yeah. No, I uh, agree with both of y'all. I think this is going to be a, a interesting offseason for Dallas. And I think they do need to make some type of move to get uh, Lucas some extra help on the perimeter when it comes to shooting-wise because, like, you do have some good shooters in, uh, like, uh, Bullock and Cleveland and stuff like that, but you need someone that you know, like, won't go in that uh, type of slump. And I'm ha- I'm happy uh, that Jalen Brunson definitely uh, like uh, took a big leap in this playoffs when it comes to like really proving his worth, and like it really uh, benefited them. But overall, yeah, like like you said, Will, uh, I saw it uh, happening in like five, maybe maybe six games. I think it was, I predicted it was going to be in six uh, based off of how they played in Phoenix. Uh, but overall, I think that series did turn out like how everybody expected. But Luca during those uh like winner go home games is on a different level. He's shoot playing like one of the greatest players to ever play the game in those types of situations. But as far as uh uh Dallas, like you know, this should that uh series of course should not be considered an L because I don't think anybody expected them to go to the Western Conference finals at least. So I think a big move that they could do, honestly, uh, should include uh, a move with the other team that we're about to talk about with Miami. And I know uh, there were talks about uh, maybe Duncan getting moved uh, this offseason or something. And I was like, honestly, Jalen Brun- uh, Brunson, like signing trade for Duncan, like, of course, is going to be more in- included. But I think that would benefit both teams, even uh, – if you do have to find another uh like true guard uh to pair with Luca, I think that will probably been uh benefit not only them but Miami just because you know you saw how Kyle Lowry played in that, but we're gonna talk about that in a second. But for Dallas's standpoint, they need a shooter that can actually knock down those shots. And you know, Lu- uh Luca can, you know, create and stuff like that. But if your teammates can't finish, then yeah, you're gonna get killed in five to go to state. So yeah, overall, that was an exciting series just because of how, uh, like that was, they went down like what three zero, right? Yeah, 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 they did. They did go down three zero. So, yeah, based based on that, you know, like you gotta add a little bit more because there's no way you're ever gonna do anything going down at even two zero. You can't, you can't let Golden State get all that momentum no matter what, even if uh. Like, you know, there's other uh, factors to it. You just can't let that happen to Golden State or else you're already dug yourself too far into a hole. So I think this is going to be a big offseason for them. But as far as the series goes and the season goes, that Dallas did everything they could for what they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to ask you a really quick question, real quick. Um, If you're a Dallas GM, do you prioritize being a big or would you want to try to bring Brunson back first? It really depends on how big, how like valuable of a big you're trying to get. Like if you're talking about someone kind of like a Mitchell Robinson type, then 
yeah, I'd say prioritize that, and then you know you can pair somebody else. But if you're trying to get a, like a DeAndre Ayton type of uh, like signing, or uh, you know fi- try to find either a draft prospect because you know their team is still young. So if you want, you could get someone that is still young. It like fits the timeline, even though they are kind of uh, basically in a win now situation for next year. But uh, I would say uh, priority would be to get him shooting like all around not just like a particular player but just a couple pieces that could come off either on the bench or maybe one extra starter that uh can you know just help out that team so uh I think they do need to have at least two additions like one big and uh one probably wing but yeah either way they do need uh to make sure something happens yeah like Honestly, if I was the GM over there in Dallas, honestly, I would try to do like a signing trade with Jalen Brunson to get that other guy that's going to be that, you know, that solidified number two. I know, I know it's a lot, been a lot of rumors with Zach Levine or possibly heading to Dallas or somebody of that like nature, somebody that can go get their own bucket and, uh, you know, be as consistent like 20, 20 to 25 point per game score. But then, you know, you could always get – I feel like you could always get a big, like, in the, you know, free agency market. Like, not a high-caliber big, but somebody that's going to be down there to to defend, at least, you know. Yeah. Be at presence. Like, like a JaVale McGee or, like, you know, guys of that nature that's not big names, but somebody could – you can put in there and, you know, rely on them to give you a good, you know, side of, like, 20-some minutes or something. Yeah. Another thing with that – is uh like say you do uh try to add somebody like Zach Levine, I did see that uh with Zach. The only uh question I would have uh with that is like, how much of a step back do you think that would take for Zach? Just because you know I know lots of people said that he would probably leave uh Chicago just because of the step back he took with letting Demar like really run the show. Mm-hmm. So, like you know Luca is better uh right now better than you know. Demar, uh, when it comes to like ball dominance, so that would be interesting to see. I want to see if you like, of course, if this is the case where uh, like he didn't like that role and he wants to be the number one. It would be interesting to see if he would be willing to go to Dallas for that. But no, that would be an exciting ass offense. Oh, and uh, yeah, you're right. And uh, one thing, if I'm Zach Levine, he needs to realize he can't be the number one nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, he's not, he's not a number one on a championship winning. Could like, you know, exactly. team at this, you gotta be like, you gotta take that bullet and be the two, or yeah, at least a one B, at least a one, a one B. Like, that, that's, that's but he can't, he can't be one A. Like, it has like they can both be prioritized, but he's got to know that like he can't be the best one because yeah. like, for it to work, like, even with like. Even with y'all teams, y'all rebuilding young teams, like, I don't think you would want him to stub Shea or stub Jalen Green. And even Orlando, like, why would you go there if you want to win type stuff? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like wherever he goes, it's going to be a situation. So that's why, yeah, like, I agree. Like, he needs to realize he, that 1B probably is going to be the best he can get. Yeah. And honestly, I think in Dallas, I feel like he won't be taking that much of a step back because – even with Luca, the next 
best score was Jalen Brunson. That's on like 18 points a game. I, and I already know that, you know, Luca, he's going to love that help. So I feel like he, he right. can cough up with, you know, a few extra possessions to Zach Levine to get him some more numbers. Yeah, we do not. But it'll probably be like a 1A, you know, yeah, like what you was talking about, like 1A, 1B. And they can, you know, both average like 20, 28, something like that. Like both of them be in those high 20s. True, true. And then, yeah, it's very, that's very true. Cause I, and then we always see it, like when we watch the playoffs together, how Lucas get banged up at times in the playoffs. And like, yeah. it's like until he's grimacing, that's where like, like, like Levine, another dude that can get, can get you 35 on a night to help Luca out to save some of that energy of his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, we can move, you know, you want to move on to the eastern side of things? Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I'm down with the yeah. east. East side? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, that was a series. Man. He just, yeah. Love like that defensive basketball. That's something that that's the series that you would love. That that's that's that 2004 Piston style of basketball. All right, all, right. Oh, yeah, all, <laughs> all them low scoring games. Man, yeah. I I love seeing the toxic at, uh, vibe with Kyle Lowry and Marcus Smart always on the court. <laughs> that was flopping at the same time. But... Yes, like everybody was just bodies were flying everywhere. Uh, everybody getting angry when the call doesn't go their way because they're both the same type of player on defense. Where it's just they just want to be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nah, that series was so entertaining, especially for Game Seven, which was what was it? One of the most viewed playoff games of uh, like non-final games of all time. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, that series was so interesting but hats off to Miami even though they couldn't uh uh like finish the job in game 7 they Jimmy Butler was doing his thing uh but everybody else there were so many people that were just so irritating that series man yeah yeah <laughs> so, yeah man like you said man shout out to Miami Jimmy man did all he could man was and we'll get into it, but that that man played his heart and soul on that court, man. You can tell, like that was that was that finals in the bubble, him leaning over on a table type effort. Oh god. <laughs> I thought I thought he was gonna do that again. Man. <laughs> but uh yeah, like I said, that shout out to Miami because we know last postseason it didn't go how I think we all thought it would go. With uh Getting swept and having a stinker in all in all games besides game one. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, Miami needs to address consistency because it just seems like Jimmy Butler is not going. That team is not going. So, like we saw those three games, Jimmy struggled, and they got they got they got one I, they got one, and that's credit. That's definitely credit to Boston defense because they did they were going against the number one defense in the league. Granted, but. At the same time, you're starting point guard, you're starting backcourt. Can I combine all for ten at the least in a conference finals? So like, and that's why I wanted to say to Max is not starting shooting guard. I, I, oh I, my god! No, 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 Dewan, he is not. No. Like, <laughs> he is like, not. bro, and, 
I, I know that that hype. I'm glad you said that because the the hype that he was getting from Miami fans, and I know that <laughs> uh, I wish Dewan could have got on here. You know, our uh, Miami Heat boy, okay. but you know that was so interesting to see, and that foot on the line, that controversial foot on the line in Game oh, yeah. Seven. Yeah. I know that was like a big factor with it, but yeah, he he's not a starter. It whatsoever. He's that guy, you know, comes off the bench and gets you buckets that, you know, can come back. But Miami also does need another star alongside Jimmy Butler. Because, <laughs> like, still to this day, I wonder how Philly would have turned out if they chose to stay keep Jimmy Butler over Ben Simmons. <laughs> the bias here is over me? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, honestly, like like what you said, they they need to address that other score, man. I I honestly think it's, it might be that time to trade Tyler Hero, man, for that big big name guy. Cause you only you know they only got so many years with Jimmy Butler. Like that sure. that window is not that big, and he's already like what 30, 30 something. I know he's yeah, 30. he's thirty something. Yep, yep. Yeah, like. If you want to win right now, trying to build for the future and stuff like that, I don't think Tyler Hero is going to be the, you know, star that you think he is going to be until, like, Jimmy Butler is way older and his, his career is already done. So, I feel like they got to make that decision. Like, either it's, I'm be trying to go young or it's, like, be, you know, kind of trying to get that championship while we got Jimmy here. All right. No. Yeah, and you're not going to have them forever, so you got to, like, Man. with these types of players, you got to try to build that team now. And it's like, you can't just say, oh, well, you know, let's see how this goes, and then, you know, do that. If if you can get the stars that help him, like, put it alongside him to try to win now, go get that star. Because, like, you, you got lucky that, first of all, you ain't have to play LeBron again. Oh, yeah. Uh, good. Oh, yeah. You know, LeBron don't miss the playoffs every year. It's only like his second time. So you got to make sure, like, you take take advantage. And, like, when you when you have to build a team, like, you got to make sure, like, if you're in win-now mode, there's no time to see, like, if we need to go uh, get another star and then, uh, like, do it. If you have the capability to go get that type of player, you got to go do it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree too. Cause um, like I think I I think they should do what y'all said. Maybe look at the most valuable piece we had with Tyler Hero. Because for one, you're not going to start him. You might as well move him because he said he should be the starter. And I think that'll be better for y'all and him because yeah, he is a talent to to be a starter in this league. But yeah, like you said as well, like we look at the East, you got Giannis, the best player in the league, and Chris Middleton. Unless he get. I'm not gonna wolf him unless he get injured again. They're gonna be there. Boston is gonna be there because they got these young. Their stars are young. They 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 wrapped up for some time. You, your your conference also has Kevin Durant, so you can just look over that as well. Yeah. And then also Joel Embiid's in the conference. So like, is there a lot of people that's there that like are young and are talented that you like? You say you got to think about this now time. Yeah. Yo, I, I got a, I got a question for y'all. I got a question for y'all. Oh yeah, what's up, man? 
All right. So I know there's been a lot of rumors about Donovan Mitchell might be, you know, possibly being that guy. And then I was saying in the party earlier that they might trade, you know, that I think they should trade for Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson or whatever like that. So do y'all think that that might be a good a trade that might go through or, you know, be a good trade for both sides? Because I know Utah got to, you know, make that decision between either it's Donovan or Rudy, whoever wants to stay, because that's kind of crumbling already as it is. Yeah. So what do y'all think about that decision? You know, obviously it'd be like more picks and stuff added to it. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Um, I think it's good for both sides because like you said, Utah need to make this decision and they get a young, younger guard and Tyler Hero who gets to be the starter. And probably uh gonna have the keys because they I think they might try to move Mike County as well. And Rudy's not like an offensive threat like Jokic or Embiid and Cat to where he needs to get his twenty and ten at least. So he gets that opportunity being number one option as well. Davin Mitchell gets to be in a spot where he might put up thirty and actually win. But if I'm Miami, when I get Davin Mitchell, I also gonna need something else because I don't think Davin Mitchell, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry is going to get you over the hump with the East stack how it is because mm-hmm. because we've seen Donovan Mitchell like get the 30, get the 40 points like it's nothing. But we also now we've seen Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam struggle. And it's like you're going to be in the same situation. Donovan's the only guy where you're not going to succeed. So that's why I think I think that would be a good trade for them. And after that, I'm looking for another like maybe guy to be off the bench because I'm sorry, like Gabe Vince and Max Stress are very good players. I'll definitely touch them on the on my bench, but I don't think they will give me like a consistent fifteen off the bench, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, that's my opinion. So I think it would be a good idea, but from Utah's standpoint, I think what they need to do is not only if if they do decide to trade out of it to Miami and you know get uh Tyler Harrell and stuff, I think they need to move both him and Gobert. And the only reason I say that is because in I think Gobert is a lot a lot of a better player than uh like you know lots of people give credit for. Uh but I don't think he will be like the type of person you would have on an uh on like a true uh finals champion team just because of the fact that one, his contract is huge, so you're limited on the people you can't even add to that team but on top of that it's like you uh you got to add more uh you know offensive firepower uh with that so i think since he's such a valuable trade piece like you uh there were lots of reports that like if they do trade him they could get about three first round picks for him i'd say they might need to just start over on top of that because i'm pretty sure uh um, Mike Conley's uh contract's almost up, right? Right. How long, how long he got left? I think he got either he got either a year or two left. One yeah, or two, two more years. Two more years. All right, that. Yeah. So I think I think you could trade him and then just you know let that contract expire. But if you get rid of uh Gobert and Donovan and stuff like that, and then just take on the big contracts and just start the rebuild over, you ca- Utah can build has the potential to uh build something that will like actually be a tr- a true threat like in the future and i know 
they were like uh really contending and Donovan Mitchell is like a, a borderline superstar in this league. But the way like the whole team was just running after the whole COVID situation and stuff, you could tell like they were going they're always gonna be really good, but will they actually get over that hump? So and even even if uh like you do move Donovan but keep Gobert, even the fan base is still gonna be mad at Rudy because they let got Donovan go. And, like, he's a big reason as to why Donovan wouldn't be staying. So, either way, like, uh, Utah's got to do something. But uh, from Miami's standpoint, I think adding Donovan would be uh, a pretty good thing. Just because, like like I said, you got to put, like, someone around that type of caliber, uh, like, next to Jimmy Butler. And then on top of that, if you just add uh, or even keep Kyle Lowry or if he's included in that. Uh, like you just got to add another uh, person that can not only take up the ball, but uh, still be aggressive on defense, just like uh, Lowry. But uh, I'd say if you do keep all that for Miami, then uh, they can't, they can't go back uh, next year to the point that they were at this year. But yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Do y'all think, uh, I think I think uh, I've seen this a lot. I think it's tr- they should, but they should move from Quinn Snyder as a coach. Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I, I feel like his time is just ran up, right? right? And that that style of play, like funneling everything, like just pushing everything to Rudy, it, it's kind of it kind of gets played out. Like play gets him played off the court in the playoffs when you put somebody out there that can shoot a three. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it with Terrence Mann almost put up 40 and what uh, Maxi Cleaver having the best shooting nights of his career in the playoffs against the Jazz. Like, it's been so many, like, players that, you know, you're not expecting career nights from, but when Rudy's on the floor and they can shoot a three, it's like they get that ultimate green light. So, yeah, that at least that style of play needs to get get changed or they need to get at least some better perimeter defenders to help it but yeah I think, I think Quinn Snyder's time is, is kind of getting short yeah and I agree with that too the thing is uh like like I said with uh with if you have Rudy uh like it'll get you cl- like close to it but it won't get you all the way there like it seemed like once you actually play those contenders and stuff you were so limited to what you could do. And then on top of that, once you figure out a game plan against that type of defense, because, like, they, it feels like uh, Utah didn't really have to uh, – or, like, they didn't do much of a change when it came to, like, who they play. Like, they did basically the same type of uh, offensive scheme. Like, it didn't seem like they were trying to change anything to make it work against their opponents. So, I would say, uh, like, yeah – I think Snyder's time is like is it's on thin ice, and I would say that just because it's just outdated. You might need a new change, like in the whole thing, just because there it's starting to become where like they're still consistently in the same spots. So yeah, yeah, feel it. But uh, so since we still talk about this series, we can uh, go move on to talk about uh, talk about Boston's standpoint. Uh, 
I know we're mainly going to talk about them since they're playing tonight uh, in the finals. But overall in that series, like, of course, Tatum, Jalen Brown, they all did their thing. But Al Horford, I'm so happy for him, especially, like, you know, as a, a Thunder fan where, you know, as soon as he came on the team and then we started to sit him because, you know, his age and everybody – like they should have posted that graphic the night that they won to go to the finals. They should have posted the graphic of why he was out, and then they said old. No, I did not see that. I really thought I, I didn't see that see one that time. I was waiting for it all night. I Nobody posted it, and I was like, I was like, I'm I'm rooting for Horford just because I knew that like he could do something, but of course he didn't fit OKC's timeline. Everybody was just like, you know what, y'all can have him. He's just a salary dump at this point. But, no, he can still contribute just like he did now. And I think if uh, – sorry, I was moving something. But I think, uh, like, say Boston does upset uh, Golden State because I'm pretty sure uh, people are looking at Golden State as, like, the heavy favorite uh, for this. I think he – like, a reason – a big reason that they will win is because of him. So – and it showed that series, like in that series and Milwaukee, when he dropped thirty the day, uh, the game that uh, he looked at Giannis and was just like, "Okay, all right, I got you." But yeah, like that whole team is like just put together so well, and they they played to uh well together. I don't know, they almost they almost blew, they almost had one of the biggest chokes of sports history, that game. If Jimmy Butler made that three, they would have had that would have been by far the biggest choke of all time, and it wouldn't have been close. But yeah, uh, overall, other than those last three minutes of Game Seven, Boston for sure like did their thing that whole series. And even though like everybody knew that it would go six or seven games, and Boston would probably win, but yeah, they did their thing, especially on the defensive end. But that's not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, Al Horford in here, he has the most experience, of course, but uh, never made to the finals. Yeah, so, like, is happy for him. And then, yeah, that moment, you know, Giannis, I feel like Jalen Brown was talking about that point. The shit, the energy about to shift, yeah, because it shifted on that. But uh, yeah, um, Boston, like, really thing I think it was Boston MVP is Udoka and Udoka just really getting them all invested. On the defensive end, like Brad, I, I didn't see that from Brad Stevens, but he may really got them all invested and now the potential is tapped in. They focusing on both sides of the floor and just shows how uh how diamond they can be if both sides on the floor they are invested and they uh make made uh some good team struggle. The Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving Brooklyn Nets. Giannis still got his and all, but you can tell it wasn't as like just him dominating as much as Giannis can do, and then they did it against the number one team in the conference, Miami, and now they're going. They have a good matchup with Golden State because they are a great defensive team, and they. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have a good game plan for them because we already know Golden State offense is what it is with all the movement and ball movement. So personally, then like you got all these young players locked up. Like yeah, Horford is not gonna be there for a while. I mean, it's going to be here for a certain amount of time, but, like, they're starting Tatum, Brown, Smart, like, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, all young players who you can really bring back. 
and then keep the same keep the same energy for season after season. So I really think they're really in good hands right now. Yeah. 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 It's really only guys that you really have to sign back is Al Horfrock. He said you probably get him on a small deal and then Grant Williams. But everybody yeah, everybody else is pretty much locked up. Honestly. Right. Yeah, because Al Horford, is, uh, his money, like, he he already made that money. So, yeah, I don't think uh, money is the big factor. I think now it's like he already knows the feeling. now, Or, like, well, it's settling in now. But after this series, he's going to probably want to go back. So, I don't think he would, uh, like, uh, so, like you said, I think he would go on a low, lower deal. Yeah. Yeah. But. Man, like I said, man, Boston, that's a really, really well put together group of guys. Like, you can tell, like, they, when they had that little, like, losing streak, little skid in the first half of the year, like, you know, when something clicked and they turned into that best team, uh, defense in the league, like, you can tell, like, that system, that system really locked in for them. And, really just took them all the way to where they are now, which is the finals. And honestly, I, I got to give the credit, man. Got to give, you know, hats off to Ime Udoka, man. Like, Oh, yeah. That's it. That, I feel like his coaching style is really something that helped them, you know, get over that that losing point that they had in the first half of the year. Like, you know, really kept them a close-knit group because I think it was an article like what, uh, yesterday, either yesterday or the day before yesterday, uh, Marcus Smart was talking about how uh, Ime Udoka's like coaching style, like how like uh, blunt he is with everybody and like real with real he is with like all the players, like that really helps them, you know, like focus up and get like you know into into their stuff because you know like having I feel like having a guy like that like around you. It's something that every like player needs, especially with the young group that they do have, like Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, like all those young players that they do have. You need somebody that's gonna be on your case and not like Brett Brown, like let you know Ben Simmons do whatever he wants. Like have somebody that's gonna be there. Like yeah, you need to get your ish together. Like you need to step up. Like what are you doing out there? Like yeah, you always gotta have a type of guy. I feel like that's something that really, you know, kept them locked in throughout this whole playoff run and really kept that defense, you know, afloat. But, yeah, man, it's just you always got to have those those type of guys around you. And players as well, like Marcus Smart stepping up and being the heart and soul of that team, like defensively and vocally. And then Grant Williams, even him being vocal, has been a whole bunch of times to see him mic'd up on ESPN, being vocal with the team and, just having the guy a team that's that like connected, that's always gonna take you so like far as they got. So yeah, really, I got to give credit to that whole like group of organization, like everything they really did a good job of like coming together as a unit. Yeah, on top of that, on top of that, real quick, they did say uh, they should split up uh, Brown and Tatum, and now look at them. Right, right, right. Come on, man. Man, that's I, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, I know that that's definitely gotta be so awesome for them to make it here, like like y'all said, can play together. Kevin Durant being funny, talking about we got something for them Boston Celtics this year. Now they ain't. Yeah, now yeah, no. yeah, we got something for you, buddy. 
Exactly. You got, you got three then, top 75 players on your team and lost in the first round. Got oh, swept by them in the first round. Oh, Come on now. <laughs> I heard. I know y'all heard it too. They said he may win it on and off the court because he in the finals in his first year. Then, of course, he got knee along. Just with it everywhere, man. Like, yeah, I'm jealous, man. He made man, I'm jealous. Oh, but uh, I did, I did have like two questions for y'all. I'll just ask one right now, real quick. Um, so of course, Steph hasn't got a finals MVP, and we all wonder if they were to win this one, he might actually get one. And like, of course, he's the greatest shooter we, we this league has ever seen. And uh, he's guaranteed all the famer, guaranteed, in my opinion, the second best point guard of all time. But, like, is there – if he were to get a finals MVP in, in this fourth title, Ty LeBron and everything, does he move up of all time for y'all or is he just solidified no matter what? Because he can win. They could, Of course, they can win and he doesn't get finals MVP. Or, like, if he gets it, does he, like, we're past a Magic Johnson or – People even say he'll pass LeBron if this happens, but you know what's what's uh what's your opinions with if Steph's with Steph's situation? I I want to go first on this one real quick. Go ahead, um, my brother. <laughs> uh, when it comes to all time player, I think he will move up because that is like one of the major awards that he hasn't had, and I don't think he moves up on the point guard list because. He can't on my list. He can't move up. I think he's the number one true point guard of all time, and uh, I say true point guard because you know Magic Johnson as you know, of course, you know number one point guard of all time as we say. However, I think it's a big advantage when not only was his defense already uh good, but he's also six nine. So it's like <laughs> there's like he's such a unique point guard. So it's like kind of hard to like you know not put him there, but like you know there you see people uh, other point guards that are like you know Steph's size, his height, uh, and stuff. So like and that's common too. So with his skill set, I'd say he is number one of all time. It's just you know his defense isn't of course the best, but it's not bad. Like it's not terrible to the point where you have to move him down. So. Uh, with that, I think he uh like would move up the all time list, but point guard list, I already got him number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I feel like that. Yeah, like Finals MVP was that one thing that that was needed to solidify him. And honestly, right now I do have Magic over him, but I feel like yeah, if he got the Finals MVP and got like another ring and already, you know broken as many records as he has i feel like he's he gotta move up in a lot of people's eyes because i i even though i hate when people compare errors like you gotta like the now you know the this generation style of play like you gotta give hats off to steph curry because he's really has revolutionized the game like yeah now you're seeing even younger guys little kids shooting from half court just because of steph curry like even Guys like Trey Young coming into the league, shooting from shooting from deep because of Steph Curry. Even Dane pushed his range back from guys like that. Like you got to give credit to a guy like that. And like you said, I do. You do got to give him credit as well. Like with the size of Venice, because yes, Magic Johnson it was six nine. Like it's not that many guys that's gonna be able to 
stop a six nine guy that's passing behind his head and doing all types of crazy stuff. Like it's our it's already a disadvantage. But him being six three, being a guy that's a really underrated passer, I feel like, and he's a great team to de- team defender, and even led the league in steals one year. So it's like you got to get your your hats off to a guy like that, man. I feel like, yeah, if he gets that Finals MVP, it's going to move him up for sure. For sure. Yeah, Zell, what about you? Um. Okay, of all time, yes. I, I have Steph, like, my top 20. Just because, like you said, how he revolutionized it with the three and a half court shots. Like, even yesterday, I was watching him warm up. And that man was just shooting half court shots in practice, like it was like no effort, of course, because he's Stephen Curry. And it's just still so like um mind boggling how accurate and like how stepperless he makes it look. And it's just amazing. Like I get to we get to witness this because like we're we're t- we're all born two thousand, so we didn't see the MJ and the bad boys and magic and the birds, but we get to see this guy. And it's just amazing. But um, I think if he does this, he can move up to top 15 for me just because of his resume and the way I feel like he um, he is not done, of course, because no athletes. But his shooting powers won't go away, obviously. But uh, I, I still don't think he'll be better magic in my eyes if – if if he wins two more, then I honestly think I'll, I'll have to give it. But I I personally wouldn't give him it just yet because this will be his first finals MVP, and Magic has, like, three of them. And that's why I don't – that's why I'm not surprised. Only people in San Francisco saying if he gets his finals MVP, he surprised LeBron James. Oh, no, I think that's, that, that's, that's – I think that's actually happened, ridiculous. That's, ne- that's never happening, bro. <laughs> I don't I don't understand why people even say that, bro. It's because no, I don't even think it's about Steph. It's about hating LeBron. Like that's it. It it gotta it, it gotta, gotta be. Right, it yeah. has to be. Yeah. And like I'm not gonna hold that against Steph because like we all during high school with OKC, with of course with Cleveland with Houston, has suffered against Golden State. But oh, yeah. We definitely respect this guy and it's it's fun to watch him. Now that he's not doing it to me every year, oh, yes, right? yeah. literally, and, literally, bro. Literally. Yeah. On top of that, I want to if those those same people that are saying that he'll pass LeBron have literally the worst like players of all time list in order <laughs> yeah. to say that because it's literally unanimous now that it's Jordan, then LeBron, then the rest. Is literally is literally that like or like you know one A one B like you can switch LeBron Jordan Jordan LeBron either way those two are the top two so if you if if that means if you say you sur- he surpasses LeBron that means he's in the top three of their all time list or LeBron so far down the list that it makes me want to throw up so <laughs> yeah so I want to see their all time list if they say that I'll be like okay so then let's see let's see the rest so. I would definitely, yeah. I would definitely uh, one two two man, but yeah, it's to me he. I would think he definitely will want a Finals MVP personally for him for his resume because like yeah, 
greatest shooter, champion, Hall of Famer, top two point guard at the worst. But uh, you know, finals having a finals MVP, taking taking the Bill Russell home to show uh, you know, all his his family and everything would be more would be awesome for him. But yeah, I don't think it would, I don't think his legacy down the line or nothing, of course. But uh also the other question was, do y'all have an X factor for either team or like any team like Boston and Golden State, one thing they have better than the other. Like personally I think Boston is gonna have a better defensive mind, defensive game, even though Golden State offense more fluent because it's born ball movement and running. But I think Boston personally gonna have like an X factor is there is Marcus Smart and like Al Horford and like if they can stay healthy with Robert Williams as well, they can have a legitimate shot at taking down the Warriors. But I just want to see y'all expect this. Personally, I think Kevon Looney continued to be a Kima Elijah one. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. When it comes to, uh, like, true, uh, well, Will, you can go first. Let me get my thoughts right. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, as far as Boston goes, I feel like this is – the best defense that Golden State has seen so far. I feel like that was going. This is going to be the best defense that they was they were going to see in the playoffs. Like you got a, a guy like Marcus Smart that is willing to chase them, chase them around screens and all like that. Even Derek White, it's going to be guys that you can switch on the stuff and still not be like, oh, I'm scared. Like this is a definitely mismatch. Like we already count the bucket. Like. You know, guys like, you know, Derek White can't hold their own as well, like on that side with Steph or something like that. But I feel like they, their switchability is going to be something that's going to make or break this series for Boston. And then I feel like the Golden State side, one thing that you could do maybe, but I don't know if it's going to work that well because Robert Williams is an underrated defender when it comes to like perimeter defense and switching but if they you know try to pull like the Rudy Rudy Gobert route and pull uh, Robert Williams and Al Horford like out the paint try to get them as many switches as possible which I feel like they're gonna most likely do it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, really interesting interesting but somebody that I feel like has gotta step up this series is Andrew Wiggins man on offense because mm. I know mm-hmm. the defense is going to be there. It should be there. But on offense, you got to help those those guys out. Because it's been a few amount of – it's been a good amount of games. Not a lot, but it's been some games where Jordan Poole wasn't there or Clay is shooting terrible. Like, it can't be just Steph. Like, you got you to help these guys. You got to help that guy out. Like, even when those guys, like, those shooters have bad shooting nights, which is going to happen because everybody's not perfect. But you you got to be somebody that they can consistently get that bucket every now and then. Like, Clay missed three in a row. Okay, here, Andrew Wiggins, here you go. You got to get a layup or something, mid-range or something, just to cut the drought out. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh like you basically hit on the points that I was gonna say, so I'm glad you did uh uh take over <laughs> for the first part. <laughs> but yeah, I think 
as yeah, as good as uh Boston's defense uh is, and like you know, this is the best defense that Golden State's gonna be facing. I think Boston's really gonna uh see like what true offense a true offense can do. Uh, because like uh Kerr's mindset uh when it comes to like how to break down defenses and stuff is one of the best. And not only that, you have one of the smartest players to play the game in Draymond. Uh doing that so that defensive breakdown is going to be interesting to see but uh so it's like we got the best right here on one side and then the best on the on this side and then they're just clashing each other it's like the battle of the best for real like i know it's the finals it's always like you know the battle of the best to see who's on top but like this is the true test to see because they're both like top of their game like all the time so that's uh interesting to see but for the rest of uh, what I was going to say, you basically uh, will hit all the points. So, yeah, uh, I think another person that uh, definitely needs to step up on Golden State side is Jordan Poole when Marcus Smart is on the other Splash Brothers. Because I think, uh, like, you could put uh, Marcus Smart on, like, you know, Steph and Clay and stuff like that, mainly Steph, uh, because we all know that. Like, you can't just completely wipe out Steph, not only because he's going to shoot it anyway, but there, I think the whole team is trying to get uh, Steph this finals MVP just as much as anyone. So, uh, I think he's going to be an X factor just because if he has a bad game, Boston's got to take advantage of it. And on top of that, uh, like, the ball movement has to be crisp for everyone. Like uh, not not just for uh like you know on Draymond's part and stuff like that, but when Looney's on the court, he's got to be a, a good playmaker. He's got to see all the cuts because I know sometimes, uh, like you can take advantage of cuts, uh, sometimes. So if a center has the ball, he's got to make sure he sees like the open man because if there's an open man, you have to take advantage at that very second because Boston's not gonna. Uh, be lazy on defense. They're going to be on alert all the time. So I think that's going to be like one of the biggest factors. Yeah. And then real real quick to go off what you just said about the being, you know, being all your P's and Q's like with ball handling and playmaking and stuff like that. I feel like Boston is a team that's going to take advantage of those sloppy turnovers that Golden State has had like Yo. throughout this playoffs. Like, them having 20 some turnovers a game that's going to kill you in that game like you're not winning that game against Boston so they they really got to like hone in on that like you at least to not 20 but like 12 to 10 like that type of range like that got to be where your turnovers is once it gets past 15 then that's that's like that's going to sway the game in Boston's favor very very yeah, I, I like both your points. Those are very good points. But uh, Poole needs to contribute. I think Wiggins, if he can get 15, because we, we can expect him on Tatum, of course. Yeah. But if he gets, like you said, if he can do something offensively, like if he can get between 15 and 18 points a game, I think he's doing the job that he's supposed to do. That you can't, yeah. you can't do nothing but be happy if you're Steve Kerr. And I also will hope that Clay Thompson, I'm not, we of course it's Clay Thompson, so there's no need to worry about him. But like in the Mavericks series, he, he made the three, maybe the second or third try in the possession. That's not, but that's because you know Dallas they're so small, like we talked about earlier. 
that yeah. we don't know with Al Horford, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, if he gonna get that op- opportunity to do it again. But uh, as and uh, as well as you said, Robert Williams, I think is an underrated perimeter defender. We've seen him block perimeter shots. Like he, it's hard to do the Rudy Gobert thing to him because he is a very athletic center. So he can actually move his feet and had the vertical ability that we know. As well as a, uh, I'd like to see how the coaching battle is gonna be. Very good, very two good coaches, uh, Doka and Steve Kerr. Both have not lost a game after losing the game. They're both undefeated after losing, so that's why I think this is going to be even more of an interesting series as well, too. Yeah. Yeah, one, one more uh, key thing that I just thought is when you have a wide-open three, there were so many open threes that were missed on both series. You got to knock them down when you get it because this series you're not going to get yeah. open threes. So I think for both sides, like it is important that when you're open, you got to make it no matter what. Yeah, yeah, it got to it got to be few and far with the mistakes because whoever, had, I, yeah, that's I feel like it's going to sway the series. Like whoever has the most mistakes, that other team is going to do take advantage of that. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be put on themselves. Like, yeah, so it's gonna be like that. Uh, that Russ mean like did did the other team win or did y'all lose? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> what man? I was just watching Russell Westbrook uh, Thunder highlights uh, today. I, I miss him, man. Man, man. Uh, as well, I want to also ask y'all this too, not to drag it along or nothing, but like, nah, go ahead. When you look at like you mentioned Jordan Poole earlier, like when you look at the benches of these teams, Jordan Poole. Uh, Kavon, not Kavon Looney, uh, but Otto Porter, and you look at Derek White, Grant Williams of Boston. Do you see like any advantages with the benches between these two teams? Man. Like, yeah, like I know we know Jordan Poole started off blazing with Steph, and like Otto Porter is a great defender still for his age, and then Derek White plays some big minutes, and we know Grant Williams can turn to Steph Curry at times, so. I definitely just wanted to see if y'all think any these benches are there like advantage to go and stay advantage to Boston in y'all opinion. So I think uh for Boston's standpoint, I honestly feel like unless they're in foul trouble, they're not gonna utilize the bench as much as uh like normal. Cause I think they're gonna mm-hmm. run like a shorter lineup where like the uh bench depth is only like you know how you adjust the settings of the playoffs on 2K to like eight and stuff. Yeah. I think that I think they're gonna do that where everybody's playing like big minutes and stuff. Uh, but for Golden State side, it will be interesting to see exactly who they bring off the bench. I would love to see Kaminga against uh, Tatum. Uh, that would be interesting. But I know, like you know, since he's a rookie, I don't know how much playing time they would actually give him, and I didn't see that much playing time from him in the playoffs anyway. So. Uh, I think there is a slight advantage from Golden State's standpoint just because they have uh, such, like, good mentors and, you know, Steph and Draymond and uh, Clay and all of them. And, like, uh, they're, like, even though lots of them are so young, they're so wise already. And, like, that's a, that's another thing that, like, we were talking about with the uh, Warriors front office where, like, they know how to build a team because they get the guys that, like, all fit. 
and of course, like the only time there were like disagreements and stuff, it was when it was like Draymond and KD and stuff. But you got to add KD when you have the opportunity. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I agree with you. Like as far as Boston, yeah, they have shown a lot of signs of making their rotation shorter in those those later like games in the series. Honestly, throughout the whole playoffs, like in the Miami series, yeah, I think they only played like eight guys. Uh, and they didn't even the eighth guy didn't get that many minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like yeah, I agree with you on the fact like they're gonna shorten their rotation a bunch, which I feel like that might hurt them in some games because I know Golden State got a lot of firepower on their roster. Like, even with guys that, like, Moses Moody had a couple good games in the playoffs. Like, Iguodala might come back, I heard, and Gary Payton as well. Like, having those two guys and, like, the guy like Kaminga and, you know, all types of guys that they do have on their team. Like, having that many people rotating in and out of the game and, being able to generate some type of offense with their, you know, their offense is motion style. So, like, anybody can get an open shot. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that might be a hindrance to Boston because you, you know, playing those guys so many minutes, they're going to get tired with so many people coming in. Oh, now I'd be Elisa and hit two threes. Now you got to worry about him. I got to worry about Otto Porter. He hit two threes. Like, I feel like that's going to be – a really big help for you know Golden State going into this series. But, yeah, man, honestly, it's gonna be a really interesting chess match, man. Like, feel like they, this this finals is something that's really been slept on. I feel like not, a lot of people are not giving it enough like credits for what it's gonna be. I feel like just because it's not like the biggest of names, like of course Curry, but. You know, not the biggest name with like Tatum and Brown, like not like a LeBron type name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, man, I feel like that that Golden State depth is it's going to be something that's that's going to help them a lot if the bench, obviously, if they show up. Yeah. Yeah. What you think, though? But I I don't know if he here. I think he left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be uh, like a real interesting like case. That is a good point on uh, uh, like how it uh, affects some games, but not all of them and stuff, especially like I think game, games one and two and stuff, because especially with the fact that, you know, these refs are going to be on it. So Marcus Smart can't play too aggressive because if he gets two early fouls in like five minutes in the first quarter, one, yeah. one the crowd's going to let them hear it. And two, uh, you're going to have to sit him, which really uh, utilizes the uh, the bench. But they all play so aggressive, you can't, you can't uh, let them, uh, like, get into foul trouble or else you're really in trouble. Yeah. Like you gotta take every single foul call seriously. Like you be like, hey, whatever they said that you did, don't do that. <laughs> like, please don't. Yeah, you can't have Draymond getting ejected, bro. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was thinking that too, because I feel like he going, him and Marcus Smart are good to be going back and forth all the time, because they they already trash talk. 
so much, but they're such like key uh defensive uh like powerhouses. So we're gonna we're gonna see how the refs uh uh you know utilize this game. But real quick, speaking of refs, uh, did you see? I forgot. Uh, Scott Foster is like thirteen and no with like I think Boston when coaching yeah. uh, when refing Boston games. But yeah. Houston, <laughs> and I was like, I want to really see how you feel about that since you know everybody knows you're not the biggest fan of Scott. Uh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> that man has put me through enough misery with these Houston series, bro. Especially when you had Chris Paul and that man hasn't won a playoff game with him breathing. Like that that's uh that every every time I see him ref a playoff game I cringe because I it just brings back the memories, man. I I understand. All right. So real quick I got a uh I got a question for y'all regarding the uh Celtics right now. So uh-huh. where uh how how powerful do you think Say say Celtics win this thing, win the finals. How high would you say like the value is with this ring more than like uh other like teams championship runs because the fact that like you swept Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, then on top of that, uh you you beat Giannis, who could go down as one of the greatest of all time. Then you know you beat that Miami team with Jimmy Butler. But then you gotta face Golden State with Steph, Clay, Draymond, and stuff. So, like, how important would it be considering a nineteen-year-old is running this team? You know. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say, well, I'll I'll set a scale. Like, you know how Dirk had his run. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was like their first uh, championship. And then you know, like everybody was like, that was like one of the greatest runs of all time. Like, how far you guys probably would say like Dallas's run was still better, but how like how close would you say it is with this run? Yeah, well, I feel like it's up there. Like, it got to be one of the most impressive ones in the in history, honestly. Because saw that gra- a graphic like earlier. <laughs> That they beat all the teams that eliminated them in the past three years, like Brooklyn last year, then uh, Milwaukee. I think it was what two years ago, yeah, two years ago, and then uh, Miami. So like, you know, getting your advantage of all of them, and those are basically the top teams in the East besides Philly. But basically, the top, I think they're yeah the best teams in the East besides Boston. So being you know beating them. Showing that impressive defense, and then going on to play basically the best team in the West with the most high-powered offense in the league, beating them on top of all that, like that, got to be something that's like put down in history. Like I feel like I hope that don't get overlooked this championship round because that's very that's one of the most impressive ones. Yeah, uh, I I hear Will and like agree with him. To like uh, that, um, it has to be up there and like one of the greatest that we've witnessed because we, uh, of course, we're we we were born in 2000, so like to be especially with one of the best we witnessed, but like 
Scott's period in the era of basketball, this has to be one of them because where they were in January after that R.J. Barrett game winner to where they are now, how it just the script is flipped, it, it goes into that as well. And then, like Will said, lost to Brooklyn last year, lost to Miami in the bubble, lost to Milwaukee with Kyrie. It's like you beat all three of those teams. And for you to conquer the dynasty of our era with Golden State, because of, I'll say San Antonio was before us. Like, we were little kids. We we wasn't, like, the most, like, Stephen A-esque or, like, broadcasting guys to, to talk about Timmy D and Manu and uh, Tony Parker. But, like, you're going against, like, our generation's, like, dynasty in Golden State. And for you to conquer them, and you can – and you can't say it's age because they're based on death and shooting and defense, which they still have all all points they have, not just the core and Steph, Draymond and Clay. But um for you to conquer this with the talks of Jason Tim, Jalen Brown can't play together, they're not good playmakers. Jason Tim not a defender, Jalen Brown is. That's why she keep Jalen Brown, move Jason Tatum, or she move Jalen Brown. And key Jason Tatum, you get Al Horford, who, of course, OKC was in the timeline and maybe considered retirement. Grant Williams couldn't shoot for his life in his rookie season. And then you get Derek White, who hasn't proved nothing, but he is expanding his role. Payne Pritchard dropping 60 in Portland. I mean, you know, you got something in that guy. But uh, to me, yeah, it's like, how great this is happening for them and at this young age is just so like wild for like and like Tatum and Brown to win like how young they are would be even more because we haven't seen like I can't remember someone this young winning besides the Warriors or like something like that you know so like I would definitely say it's really up there when you go into the aspects of like what the Celtics went through this season and like the adversity they had to face and like how like I think personally Celtics after a loss is probably the greatest team ever after a loss, how they look. And it's just like amazing to see. So I definitely think it's up there as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. But all right, I think we can uh go to uh, picks for the winners of the finals. So, starting with uh, Will, who you got coming out of this? Man, I stick with my prediction, my preseason prediction, my playoff prediction. Golden State, man, I got, I got Golden State in six to win this series. Mm. Right, I feel like depth, depth of a bench is going to be a key factor, and feel like a lot of guys are going to be, like we said earlier, like motivated to give Steph Curry that that Finals MVP, and you know, everybody was talking about how the dynasty was over, even though I knew that wasn't a thing, but you know, all the other casuals of the NBA and all that type of stuff, how the dynasty's over, they're getting old, is you know, time to wrap it up, but. Like they're gonna be that extra motivated to prove everybody wrong. Like with Golden State playing with a chip on their shoulder, that that's super scary. So yeah, I got I got Golden State in six. 
feel it. All right, Zell. Man, I think this is going to be one hell of a series. I uh, definitely can see it not being quick. I definitely think we're going to get a, a long series. And I'm going to go with Golden State in seven just because I don't see – I personally don't see uh, a team losing back-to-back, even though, of course, even though it hasn't happened to any of these teams, it could happen, highly can happen. But I can't just be like – I can see someone losing back-to-back games right now. And that's why I think Warriors will pull it off in seven. So, of course, I mean, Golden State will have to win today. But – uh, personally, yeah, I think if we look at what Will said, the death, I also didn't think the dynasty was over. The dynasty just wasn't fully there because Clay Thompson was gone. So you yeah. can't say the dynasty was over. Steph had an MVP season last season during the, the season with no fans and arenas. Draymond is still going to be the defender that he is. He's shown. He have one of the best developing systems in Golden State with, at, with Jordan Poole, with the rejuvenated career of Andrew Wiggins with Otto Porter coming along. Otto Porter was not was not what he thought he was in Washington anymore. But like you can see he still is so valuable. You uh have these young guys like Camigo Moody who are very young and nineteen years old, but they're giving giving good minutes to Steve Kerr throughout the postseason. It's something you, that's all you can ask for. Even uh Bayolisa, he hasn't played a lot in the Mavs series. And hasn't played a lot since uh, Denver, but he's still a guy who can come in and stretch the floor. He can rebound, and it's like even what Will said too with like Gary Payton and Godala come back. That just made me realize how like deep this team actually is. Like they can actually be the team that can play ten people in the finals, mm-hmm. which is like you know crazy because it's the finals, and and it's even more scary because they get two days within rest of a game and for them to have that much depth is even more advantage in their, in their corner. So I don't think they're going to dominate Boston. That's why I think it's going to go seven because Boston always is so resilient and so great at retaliating. But I would have to look at like, not just the experience, but like the chemistry, the camaraderie of Golden State compared to Boston's. And I just think they'll be the ones like sneak it away in seven. Uh, so for my pick, I think that they're gonna uh, at least one of the games is gonna be a blowout where they play whoop that trick. Oh god! Right. <laughs> uh, I got Warriors and six as well uh, as well as Will. Uh, I think. Overall, like, they're as determined as ever just because lots of people said that the dynasty was over just a little bit over a year ago. And, like, they're all showing that even though they might be slightly older, and the only reason they said uh, the dynasty was over was because of one bad year where uh, Steph was getting hurt, Clay was getting hurt and stuff. So uh, I think they're more driven than anything. Uh, to prove that, like, hey, the story ain't the the book ain't done yet. So, uh, I got them winning. Uh, Boston's gonna make it 
uh, a crazy series. I wouldn't even uh, be surprised if they end up taking it to seven, and I wouldn't be surprised if in that game seven they will win. Uh, it like if they do take it to seven, I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. But it's just two very driven teams that it honestly could go either way. I know I saw lots of people saying that it was going to be a sweep. I don't know why they're saying it's going to be a sweep. Excuse me. Yeah, there were yeah there were people on there were people, people underestimating Boston. It'll be uh, they are. They said Warriors in four or five, and I'm like, if it was Miami, I could see it being in five, yeah. maybe even. Five. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, Boston though, no, and that's why I was glad that Boston won because in the long run, it would I think it would have been a boring final if uh, Miami made it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Like I'm in that game seven, I was rooting for Jimmy so bad because how much effort he was putting into it. Dog, me too. But, yeah, like, but like, yeah, long term, like you said, like that that would have that finals would have been a way worse matchup than what it is now. Especially like entertainment wise, for you know, for the fans too. Like that that finals would have been so quick. Yeah, but it it would have been funny to see Kyle Lowry and Steph Curry again. Man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, uh, I got one more question for y'all, too, before we start wrapping up. Uh, when I think about it, too, Golden State, because we, of course, we just said, I'll go, you think Golden State going to win? I say seven, you guys say six, so it don't matter to how many games, but we think we got our winner of the series. But, like, when you look at the core, you know, they won without KD, but against LeBron, without Caleb and Kyrie. Next year, blow a 3-1 lead, and, of course, get KD, went back-to-back, and then get injured through 2019. Will you think if they were to pull this off against uh, – right now, Boston's fully healthy, so I'm not going to look for, like, no injuries to happen. Mm-hmm. But, to, like, to be, to be fully strength, your opponent's fully strength now, and you don't have Kevin Durant. You just have the court that was there, of course. Do you think that will, like – quiet down the talks of like they won a ring without with uh, I mean now they won without Kevin Durant and they be a team fully strength who's a very good team. It, like you said it's not my all due respect to Miami, they're not Miami. Boston is a more talented team. So do you think that's any like due to their history now of their rings, especially going back to twenty fifteen? I honestly think it will quiet that talk down, but I think it will increase more of the backlash for Kevin Durant. Mainly because, you know, we all know that that quote that Draymond said, we we were winning without you. We don't really need you. And I was like, <laughs> hey, hey, why why would you say that, you know? But uh the fact that like like I said before, lots of people were saying that the dynasty was over because KD left and that was far from the truth. Uh, like I think it will uh increase that talk, but overall, like I think uh as a team, like it's just gonna show uh one how good of a coach Steve Kerr is truly, cause like even when he does have the possibly in my opinion the greatest scorer of all time, even without that, you know you still uh, are able to get the job done. Uh, like we we saw how how much they uh like really exposed Harrison Barnes' game, uh how like he was like the key forward one of the key forwards uh on that Golden State Warriors seven seventy two and nineteen oh no 
73 and 19. And then uh, he he got that bag in Sacramento, and then we did, basically never heard from him again. And then now we're seeing it from Andrew Wiggins, too. Because, uh, you know, Andrew was basically rode off as a bust before he went to Golden State. So uh, this is going to be uh, uh, interesting, and that is a good question. But uh, I would like to see, like, the reactions from everybody uh, just because of the fact that they everybody wrote them off and then now they're the champions. So, yeah, we'll see. But it's – I think it's uh, it's going to quiet down with that. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, you got to give – you got to give them their respect at that point because I feel like this is the best matchup that they could have got out of the East, you know, besides – Obviously, like Milwaukee or something like that, but this team is like you know, even with with people saying that it's gonna be four and five and stuff like that, people a lot of people are sleeping on how good this team it really is from from offensive standpoint and defense. But as far as like you know, Golden State's legacy, you got to get them their credit at that point because even without KD, they still got it done. Like. The main, the main core besides Katie, the main core was drafted there. They groomed him there. Like that was like a well, you know, put together roster. And even on Boston side too, like those teams was both like drafted there and didn't have like you know big name free agent signers or whatever. Like those guys were like you know came in with Boston and like grew up with Boston. Now they turned into superstars of Boston. And their safety were going to stay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like you gotta give, you gotta give him credit, man. You gotta give Bob Myers his credit too. But like, <laughs> even though that man may be questionable at sometimes, like you gotta give him credit with building up a roster and being able to put guys in that system to succeed with Steve Kerr. So yeah, man, they gotta they gotta get their flowers. Yeah, uh, sorry, no, yeah. I appreciate the answers, you know. Appreciate, you know, from one broadcast to major to another saying it was a good question. You know, you know, you like to take those. But uh <laughs> but uh yeah, like I know I wanted to get that opinion because like you said, the reactions are going to be different because they don't have a LeBron James, but they have a better supported cast than LeBron had at that time. And then like well also what you were saying how Boston is like they got to get the respect they have because these guys were groomed like even Steve Kerr during I was watching his interview yesterday his pregame his pregame finals interview talking about how he coached in the USA FIBA Cup he coached smart Jason Tatum Jalen Brown and Dan Kimball Walker when he was on the Celtics so he had four Celtics on that team and he even knows like how determined and how it is to be in the same locker room as those guys and like he expects it to be a very hard task because he coached them. He knows, like, the determination they have, the gritty they have, the effort they're going to give. And that's why I can't I can't really – I'm with y'all. I can't really take them seriously because that coach, Steve Kerr, knows what he's going to get, and he's the coach. And y'all just some silly fans that just are super biased to your team. Like, it's okay to say, yes, we're going to win the finals because that's my team. But to say four – games like it's not gonna go past four games it's honestly ridiculous yeah great i like i said i'm not gonna wood but given any injury i don't see it going past i mean uh stopping at four 
I, I don't see these these game one, game two. I don't see the only those be the only two games in San Francisco. So I really hope um, people wake up. And it's like it's it's fine. They uh they they feel that way because Golden State feel that way, which is. And honestly, I know NBA players say this all the time. They don't care what fans say. They really want respect from their peers. And Boston had that Golden State, which is something I, I can't even blame them. Why would I care about somebody who haven't played in the league when these guys have won and are Hall of Famers, but that they gave me this, they gave me the ultimate It's something I would uh, definitely take over any fan. Yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. I know we're gonna be into it, man. It's gonna be when well, we can't miss. So unless like, like start blowing them up, like what? Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's a wrap. Any, y'all got any last second things to say? Uh, uh shout out to to Ime Udoka, man. Those guys over there in Boston. They need to get their flowers, man, because they had a they had a phenomenal season. Like they, I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, they they're having a phenomenal. Yeah, season. having yeah. But, <laughs> it, 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 job's not finished. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but yeah, like you said, shout out to Ian, man. Guy got this team to the finals. Got me along. Like man, I man just, I man just winning right now. He's a winner, man. Man, winner, man, man. But yeah, um, I'm just hope. I'm just we we expect it to be a good series. I'm hoping that it. Mm, yeah. But all right, well, that's another episode of the Low Key Sports Crew. We will be coming back and talking about. Uh, next episode, we'll be talking about the end of the finals and you know reactions to this series. But we are also going to be. Going back to NFL talk, we haven't talked about the NFL in so long. So uh, we are definitely going to be coming out with uh, an episode of that soon. But, yeah, uh, thank you all for watching. Make sure you follow us on all our social medias. And we will see you all later. Peace.